Hello and welcome to another coronavirus special episode of Freelance Party Broadcast. I'm Faye and this is Jess. Hiya. And you're listening to the podcast of Freelance Corner, the online platform for the UK's freelancers. Before we get started today, just a reminder that we are recording from our homes, so the sound may not be as good as you were used to when we're recording in the studio, but we're doing everything we can to keep bringing you this podcast. We're excited to be joined by Ruth AJ Wilson today, who works in television and is a qualified life coach to discuss ways to adapt your business after an economic crash. We're also joined by Ryan Barnett, Economic Policy Advisor at Ipsy and Freelance Corner. Thanks for joining us both. Hey. Thanks, guys. So firstly, Ruth, could you tell us a bit more about what you do and how long you've been freelancing? Yeah, sure. Um, So thanks for having me on. I have been in the video and television kind of sphere for 20 years, if you can't study, 10 years of which has been freelance, entirely freelance. And I am a television producer and director, and I'm also an editor. And there is a term affectionately more known as predator at the moment, if you do all three. So I'm a predator. I'm also a qualified life coach, so I love helping other creative people and freelancers to kind of support their vision and their goals. So what do you remember? Um, Because obviously today we're talking about the economic crash because we're kind of expecting that there may be some struggles with freelancing next year or so. What do you remember about being a freelancer in 2008? Were you freelancing part-time in 2008? Can you tell us what you were doing around then? Yeah, I was fully freelance in 2008. I do remember a good three, four months of pajama lockdown type conditions, even though I was allowed to go out, out back then. And I remember the phone just not ringing or emails not coming in and, and no jobs. And I remember that um, senior people who seemed senior to me at the time, you know, the people who were producing and directing, um, I was assistant producer at the time, senior people were going for runner's jobs you know, the basic entry level jobs were being taken by people who are much more qualified and things like that. So it was almost like the further down the food chain you were, the harder it was. And I remember it coming back slowly. The first job I got offered was for princess productions, but they wanted me to come in one week a month. So I took it, but obviously financially, clearly not enough, but I took it and just made it work. And I kind of grew it from there. And there was this opportunity to kind of film hen party videos which was absolutely, of course, not my dream job scenario. But at the time, you know, I'd get £160 on a Saturday to go and film these people in a studio doing dance routines for a hen party. When I look back on it, it was wonderful because I was still still doing something that was in the sphere of what I love. It wasn't my dream job and it was a tiny bit of money, but it was a kind of a case of taking these little fragments and, and sort of rebuilding my career again. Yeah, so is that how it felt at the time that you were having to rebuild your career from scratch? I mean, I think it felt like it was on pause for sure. And then it sort of drip fed back again. Clearly budgets were being slashed. I mean, I assume that's why Princess were only getting me in one week a month. And it was a case of taking little jobs that were still in the sphere of, of what I love doing and where I sort of had to just build up enough money again and kind of weather the storm really. Now, Ryan, you work on the Freelance Confidence Index. So that's the report that really gives an insight into how freelancers are doing in this economy. So how do you think the coronavirus crisis will impact freelancers financially? Well, I guess within this year, within the next year. So as you said, the Freelance Confidence Index, we ask people four times a year how they're feeling about the economy, their own businesses. And we've been doing it for seven years. And we've asked one survey in March. The latest one is currently taking results, but the one in March saw a massive drop-off in confidence in their own businesses and in economic confidence more broadly. 
and a much worse drop off than anything we'd ever seen before, a much steeper decline than anything you know during Brexit or other big political and economic problems or ups and downs, let's say, over the last seven years. Looking at the results, particularly around earnings, we won't get actual real sort of genuine impact on earnings currently until this survey is complete. But looking at the results from the last one, freelancers expect at least a fifth, a 20% decrease in their day rates over the next year. And we've actually looked at other research externally and conducted our own since. And most freelancers expect some impact, four-fifths probably, on the amount of income they're generating and the amount of business they're generating over the next six months to a year. So we now have some questions sent in from freelancers. The first one, I guess, this is aimed at both of you. But Ruth, if we start with you, what advice would you give for those who are just starting out as a freelancer? First up, I would say, um, look after your mental health. Your mental health is absolutely key. Something that works for me, and I know it works for many of my freelance friends, is exercise. Make sure you're getting out every single day. I tell you why, you want to be mentally and physically in the best state you can be because by the time work starts again, you do not want to be a nervous, unfit wreck. So get the exercise in, look after yourself, eat well, just make sure you're as strong as possible. When the work comes back, you need to be good. Uh, The next thing I would say is, you know, don't take it personally. When the phone isn't ringing and the inbox isn't going, um, it does start to feel quite alienating and lonely. And that's very normal. But I think it's good to remember everyone's in the same position. It's not just you and it's certainly not personal. A lot of things I'm working through with my coaching clients at the moment is really creating a schedule, a schedule that's going to boost you, fill your time productively. And once you kind of do that, you start to feel good about yourself. So, you know, it might be putting a couple of hours aside to do speculative emails and look for jobs. But then after that, is there anything you can be learning, doing exercise and also not beating yourself up if you're not following the schedule religiously? It's just kind of having a plan and an idea in your head to fill that time and make the best use of it massive piece of advice that has worked for me. Keep learning. You know, like I say, I qualified as a life coach a couple of years ago. I didn't necessarily need to, but for me, I absolutely love learning. You know, I made sure that I learned how to use cameras, that I've learned how to edit. I can do basic graphics. For me, that's what keeps me most kind of lean and mean as a freelancer. The more skills I have, the more jobs I can apply for. And that is the bottom line. So keep learning. The next thing I would say is put your ego aside, you know, take any, even if it's not your dream job, you know, like I said, I I filmed hen party videos. That was me. Um, Wasn't my dream job. Did I love it? Yeah. Do I want to keep doing it? No. So just put your ego aside, take all the work. Even if someone's only offering you one week a month and it is what you want to do, just take it and build yourself back up again. And last piece of advice. Think about what's going to energize you. So for me, you know, especially in the creative industry, have you got any passion projects? What resources have you got at your disposal? Who do you know who's also in a similar position who you could team up with and create something amazing? And the reason I think you should do that is number one, that's going to give you something to focus on. That's going to give you energy. That's going to ignite your kind of creative passion and who you are. And two, you have no idea where that could lead, you know, even if that's a new connection, a new experience or new learning, you have no idea where that could go. So I'd say, you know, passion projects for the win. I think, you know, I mean, and this stands for all freelancers and and in some respects, anyone going into the world of work, that make sure you have as much knowledge as possible of, particularly if you're freelancer self-employed, your contracts and your legal rights, what you have access to in terms of tax deductible expenses, um, you know, late payment, that's a particular problem for freelancers. And when you're starting out, 
you might feel that you have to underprice yourself or accept to do work for free, those sorts of things. And there's different rights around what you can expect and what you should charge. And Ipsy and Freelance Corner have our own advice packs and you know people that you can go to for a bit of help. And obviously Freelance Corner is a platform where you can ask other freelancers for help. That's something you should definitely do. I'm sure Ruth would support that. Get advice from your peers and your life coaches. And just make sure you understand you know, exactly where your work's coming from, get everything in, in writing if you can. That's so interesting. I, I wondered, because you, you've said before, um, Ruth, when we've spoken in the past about adapting your business and constantly being okay with pivoting your business and trying new things. How did you go about that training? Did you find online providers of training? Did you look at free webinars or those kind of things? What would you look out for? I think we're in an amazing position now compared to the downturn in 2008. I mean, there's so many free courses online and during this coronavirus outbreak, you know, there's so much free training, leadership events, all sorts of amazing stuff happening online. And really, you know, we should all be kind of making the most of that. It's not going to be free forever, right? But aside from that, for me, um, the platform Udemy has been amazing, U-D-E-M-Y.com. And it's been fantastic for me because you can learn how to use Illustrator, Adobe Illustrator or Adobe Photoshop, but there's not just stuff for creatives. There's like business courses as well. They often have a sale. And that is something I've been doing during this lockdown. I've just bought a course on NLP, which is neuro-linguistic programming, which fits into my coaching kind of goals. For me, it's just, if you've got that space, I mean, a lot, again, a lot of things I've been saying um, with the creative coaching to people is if you viewed this time as a gift, as a gift card, how do you want to spend that gift, you know? Okay, you can't work at the moment, but what could you do to make yourself, I don't know, a better freelancer? Definitely. But another thing around that too, like, so you've given advice for those that want to start out, but what kind of advice would you give for the creatives that maybe want to get into that kind of industry that you're in as well with like production and editing and things? Because it's such a competitive industry. How would you even get into that? Like, how would you even start and get your foot in the door? I'd start with who you know first. Unfortunately, the cliche is true. It is about who you know. That does help. It's not the only avenue, but it does help. So even if you've got a distant cousin's neighbor, you know, who works vaguely in television or vaguely in video production or, or sort of, if you don't have any contacts and there's no one that can kind of help you do some shadowing or work experience, from there you need to make sure that you can make your CV look like this is a real passion for you and really start to send that out to production companies. There's lots of great kind of platforms on Facebook and stuff. There's like a runner's forum on Facebook, so you can just keep an eye out for runner's jobs on there and just be persistent. Just keep relentlessly applying for runner's jobs. I think someone said something actually early on in my career that stuck with me, so maybe I'll share that. It's, um, it's about being a polite, persistent pest. Just don't give up. Be a polite pest until you can be a predator. That's the key. Pretty much. And then once you get in the door, you need to make sure you're on the ball. You're thinking, what needs doing? If there's rubbish on the floor, set needs clearing. Don't wait to be told. Just get on with it. It's checking in, you know. It is a cliche. It's things like, does anyone want a cup of tea? <laughs> that, that gets you quite far <laughs> in life generally. Even as a predator, if I start a new job, I'll do tea rounds. You know, I'm not too predator for tea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we also had a second question that comes from Sam. So he asked if there are any things to watch out for. So trends that happened after the last economic crash. Ryan, what are your thoughts on that? 
So after the last economic crash, of course, the big trend was actually a move to freelancing and self-employment. So there's now 5 million self-employed people and 2.5 million freelancers in the country across a lot of different sectors. And a lot of that drive came because after the last crash, there was a huge drop in wages and the advent of better internet and like some would say the gig economy in some respects uh, and changes around working allowed a cultural shift. But also I think people were looking for more flexibility. And because of that dampening of wages, some of the biggest groups that you saw move into becoming self-employed or freelancers were women over the age of 50 who have seen a 65% increase since 2008 and younger people because they're finding that they're not getting the economic opportunities perhaps in other areas of work in standard employment. And I think what will probably happen now is perhaps something similar. I think, you know, remote working, people um, working from home is the big one that everyone's talking about. But also in this new climate, which could go on for a couple of years, I, you know, there's no reason this will necessarily bounce back overnight. You can't reanimate whole industries, particularly the creative industry, which I think will have sadly absorbed quite a lot of damage um, in the medium term because they were the first to shut down and probably the last to get back to normal medium term and long term. But I think there is definitely opportunity there for new industries to turn to freelancers to fill holes here and there, perhaps on a project by project basis. And people, the, you know, the idea of working from home, having better work-life balance fits really nicely with freelancing compared to normal employment. So you could see a, in normal white collar jobs, people working in office jobs might turn to freelancing wherever perhaps they didn't before because it gives that little bit more flexibility. Is there a case at the moment, you know, you, you might need more protection on your business than you would have done if you started out maybe five years ago when the economy was a bit more settled than it will be now? I think yes and no. Again, advice in normal times because, you know, no one expected this to happen, but downturns on a personal level and also like a national global level can have happened without any sort of warning. Um, you should try and keep some money aside, uh, of course, whilst running any business and, and, you know, it's advice for normal people as well. If you, if you can, just to fall back on, you know, your income might vary, etc. And the other thing, of course, is in terms of insurance. Now, when you're first starting out, you might not want to be getting insurance immediately because obviously there's a cost attached in the current climate, trying to get some form of business insurance might be more difficult and there might be more caveats applied by the banks and all the lenders. But still having fallback policy, be it insurance or actually capitalizing yourself and having some kind of saving, something you want to be very aware of given current circumstances. And yeah, just to, you need to be able to, I think, just be careful, cautious and careful with your, with your finances. So Ruth, I wonder what your thoughts on that are as well. Were there any trends that you noticed after the economic crash in 2008 that you're going to be you know, aware of now or you might be on the lookout for? Yeah, I think some of the things that I noticed back then, you know, was that the work did come back slowly. As Ryan mentioned, you know, we're the first to suffer. We're the, probably the last to come back. And, um, but it will come back. It just, you know, it's, it's seeing it come in slowly. There's definitely in my industry, the, the video filmmaking industry, you know, it's how small can you make the team, unfortunately, <laughs> or how little days can we get this done in. So there's going to be a lot of stripping of extra you know, it's going to be skeletal, if that's the right word, teams. I think there is going to be bigger competition for roles. You know, I think there's going to be senior people taking, you know, roles they wouldn't necessarily have taken before. So I think for me, one thing I'm noticing currently is the 
spending stops because a lot of companies don't have visibility. And so until that visibility comes back and sort of feeds the industry and people start spending again, they're probably not going to be buying video just yet. Right. Okay. That is really interesting. It feels like there's a lot here. Um, Hopefully that's really helped our listeners understand how we're looking now and where we're going to be looking in the next year. Unfortunately, that's all we have time for this episode. Listeners, you'll be able to find a lot of information in the show notes below and on Freelance Corner. Thanks for listening to Freelance Party Broadcast. Join Freelance Corner, the online platform for the UK's freelancers at freelancecorner.co.uk. You can read the Freelance Confidence Index on Ipsy's website and there is a link in the show notes below. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts app, Spotify or any other podcast platform. Please like, share and leave us a review and let us know what we should quiz an expert on next time. Listeners, please stay safe at home and thank you so much for joining us, Ruth and Ryan. Thanks for having me, guys. I loved it. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me.